Hello and welcome back to the Empowered Leader Podcast. My name is Catherine and I am your host. And this week I am coming to you to talk about a topic that I have been immersed in for the past six months. Um, and that is emotional intelligence. This last year of life, you know, going from 2020 and the early days of the pandemic through all the phases that we've been in since then with, you know, the vaccine not the vaccine not being available, learning that it's approved, it's going to be rolled out, like all of these. I feel like we've been living in this world that has just been so uncertain and so unknown of like what not only the next month is going to look like or six months are going to look like, but like we've had, we've kind of been forced to live in this world of what's tomorrow even going to look like? Do we know? And it's interesting because prior to the pandemic, I don't think that, I don't think that, um, we really had certainty about tomorrow or the next month or the next six months. It's just that we lived in such a way where we convinced ourselves we did. (laughs) And I think that over the last year with so much more time and space and the ability to be present with ourselves and with our families. And I know that, you know, not everyone's experience has been, like that. There's some, there's folks, there's teachers, there's essential workers, there's parents who are working full-time in parenting. Um, But I think fundamentally we've had this perspective change about life and about, about, you know, what we spend our time on. And it's really brought for me personally in understanding of how important it is to develop emotional intelligence. And specifically, I'm talking about emotional intelligence as it relates to our relationships with ourselves and our own emotions. I started leading people and managing people, thinking a lot about emotional intelligence as my ability to understand people, to understand emotions, to navigate emotional situations and conversations. I, and I knew, I remember the first time I took an assessment that had us self-assess ourselves in each component of emotional intelligence. And I remember the feeling of looking at the self-regulation category and noticing and feeling right away that that was really an area that I, that didn't come easily to me. You know, I was, I've always been a very empathetic person and I felt like I had developed a really strong sense of empathy. Um, But the regulation piece and how I was able to regulate my own emotions and my reactions, I I did not feel as strong in, and I did not feel 
in control over. For me, how that presented was I did not have great boundaries. And so when people around me were stressed, I would absorb all the stress and it would make me feel extra stressed. (laughs) Um, If there was, you know, conflict going on, um, my tendency in those situations is to like shut down and and I was very self-critical and um, like there's different things I think that play into it, but most notably, I really can recognize how I had a really difficult time setting boundaries between work and other people and myself and having really, you know, leaky energy that would either be absorbed from other people or it'd be because I was like overgiving and not knowing when to stop until it was too late, until I was like completely burned out. And so with the time that I have had over the last year to really reflect on my career, um, you know, I was, I was making the decisions that I was making to be self-employed, to start, to start my own business, to take a new path in my career. I really reflected a lot on those experiences and had to ask myself, you know, those tough questions about what would it be like to go back? Even if, you know, maybe I get a job and I work full-time remote, like it's not like those issues just magically disappear. Um, Yes, you have more physical space between yourself and other people, but you can still pick up on stress on a Zoom call or through an email. Um, You know, it's, it's, I think these habits and these learnings and and honestly it's really looking at emotional intelligence as something you must practice and work at um it doesn't just disappear and doesn't just magically get better if you work remotely full time it also doesn't just magically get better when you start your own business and you work for yourself and i can tell you that firsthand it's been something that i have had to really work at is honestly a lot of being really intentional and thoughtful around how I want to design my days and when to stop before I hit the point of exhaustion or burnout. Like there's a lot of things that I've had to develop this last year that have been, you know, not only hard business skills, not only like learning how to produce podcasts and host them and, um, you know, I was very grateful and, and lucky that my background is in online marketing and is in building websites and is in these things. So I've had a lot of these skills that are transferable, but I know that I would not be as successful, would not feel as successful or feel as grounded and, and calm as I do if I have not been practicing these elements. And so I want to talk more about emotional intelligence on this podcast coming from this place of how are you as a leader relating to your own emotional world and and knowing that that is really the foundation that sets you up for how you handle your interpersonal relationships. Because I really think that that isn't always emphasized in emotional intelligence training or in leadership training in general. I think the focus is so often on our direct reports, the people around us, 
you know, how to navigate conflict, how to coach underperformers, how to create healthy team dynamics, but they don't necessarily reinforce you know, we talk a lot about empathy. We talk a lot about psychological safety, but we don't often talk about that. Like those concepts need to start with us first. We need to really spend the time and be really intentional about how are we developing more self-awareness? How are we recognizing our emotions and how are we giving ourselves permission to feel our emotions? Um, and navigate our emotions, like the way that we do that really sets the tone for how we show up in relation to other people. And we also model for better or for worse, we model those skills for the people around us. And I know I can say confidently looking back, there were totally times where I look back and cringe like, oh, I really didn't know how to handle the stress that I was under. And I really was not setting a good example. for the people around me. And um, so because of that, and knowing that, again, just because you change careers, or you uh, go start working for yourself, or become a freelancer, or, you know, whatever you decide to do, these feelings and those skills, um, like your coping mechanisms and how you relate to yourself, like, those are evergreen transferable skills that are only going to help me improve and be a better person, a better coach, a better professional. And um, so, yeah, for the last few months specifically, I've been really interested in like studying it. Um, I have been taking this certification from the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence on how it's called managing emotions during times of uncertainty and stress <laughs> because like I had mentioned, that was really my weak point and it's been incredibly eye-opening and I just feel really called to share a lot of the learnings and like share the learnings from this perspective of being a corporate leader, whether you're in tech, whether you're in another industry. Um, you know, I think we we pride ourselves on being very people first, people centric. We want to be leaders who are human and who acknowledge emotions. And I really believe that there's more we can do around emotional intelligence to improve the own the quality of our own lives as well as the quality of our teams. And that's going to make everyone better. It's going to make everyone feel better. It's going to make people perform better. And we all want that, right? So to start off, I just kind of want to talk today about like the real basics about emotional intelligence. And um, I'm going to share information from like one line of thinking about emotional intelligence today, because there's actually a couple schools of thought. Like some folks say there's like four main components. Some folks say there's five. Um, So I'm just going to start with the one that's centered around five key components and in a future episode, I'm going to talk more about the other methods and forms of emotional intelligence. And and but this is really just kind of a introduction and an educational episode to learn about what this is and how this really presents in leadership and in life as well. So let's just start with a a definition according to Oxford Dictionary. Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. 
So I like this definition because it really encompasses (laughs) how complex emotional intelligence is, right? Like it's not only about our self-awareness. And and I think self-awareness in this sense is not only like awareness of our behavior, but it's awareness of how we're feeling. And there, there is so much even within that one pillar that we could, you know, we could spend a whole lot of time talking about um, how well are you and how well is your team able to identify how you're feeling? Are you talking and, and expressing those feelings? But I think like the identification piece is like huge at the beginning. And that's not always something that we feel, at least I didn't, was connected to self-awareness. I thought that self-awareness was a lot more around how I'm acting and how my behavior impacts other people. But with emotional intelligence, I think what's really amazing is that we can look at it from an even deeper level and say, not only is self-awareness knowing how I'm acting and how that's impacting the people around me, it's actually understanding how I feel and how how I'm feeling has an impact on those around me as well. And so that's important because then when we get into controlling our emotions, right, like our self-regulation, like how well are we able to sit with uncomfortable feelings? How well are we able to express disappointment in a, you know, in a productive way and our enthusiasm in an effective way? Like we can take our feelings to a whole other level of intentionality, of effectiveness. And, and I think the beauty there too is that there's so much modeling that goes on during emotional regulation that other people can learn from and, and improve their own emotional intelligence and emotional regulation through just seeing how other people around them, you know, respond to stress, respond to uncomfortable situations. You know, how many times I, my background is in customer success. We can't pretend any longer that like when a customer yells at us or you get that really bad NPS rating, if you're, you know, you're in support and you talk to a really angry customer, we have to stop thinking that that shit doesn't impact us because it does. And we, we don't have to just grin and bear it. We can feel those feelings. It's just knowing how to feel those feelings in a way that's mindful of the people around you. It's mindful of yourself. It's having compassion for yourself. It's giving yourself the space to, to let these feelings pass. You know, like I think that at work, it's so, it's so unfortunately common to think that like whenever we're having feelings or a reaction to something that it's wrong just because it's in a work setting. Um, I can remember, you know, my, my first job in tech, I was like 22 working at HubSpot, answering the phone in support and a customer one time I was really new. Like I was like two months into the job and I had, I had just started taking phone calls. And if you know anything about support phone calls, it's like, it is just like roulette games. Like you have no idea what someone's going to ask every time they call. And like the first few months of that can be brutal because it's so, um, scary. Like it felt really scary being so new and not having all the information, not having the experience quite yet. Like you have to look everything up. You have to ask people for help. You know, it's a, it can be a really uncomfortable 
situation. And I remember this one time I spoke with a customer who asked me a very, very technical question. And again, I was like two months into my role. So of course, not only did I like not know the answer right away, I really had not a great idea of what this person was even speaking about because that's how advanced their question was. And at a certain point, this customer could sense (laughs) my unfamiliarity and became rude. Um, And it flustered me quite a bit. And again, I was really young. I was very new in my career. And I remember getting off the call and like, I could not help, but like my, my eyes welled up with tears. I I was just under a lot of stress. And that situation was the thing that pushed me over the edge that day, you know? And I remember like feeling that shame of, oh my God, I can't believe I'm crying over this. Like, um, and that's unfortunately how I reacted to myself. I felt really ashamed of my emotional response. And I really did not have the tools at that time to, be able to be compassionate to myself and say, it's okay. You're doing the best you can. Like, and, and I remember though, uh, one of my colleagues at the time who had been on the team for much longer than me, he was someone who was extremely technical. Even he, you know, expressed to me, this is an extremely advanced question for someone who's not two months in don't beat yourself up. And like, still I couldn't, let it go. Like it still really impacted me just hearing this person's tone of voice. And, you know, it's just like the whole time I felt like they didn't trust that I was smart or had, or could help them. And it was, it was, it was a lot. So (laughs) I share that to just like, if you've ever cried at work or if you've ever had someone be really shitty to you, or, um, if there's been a situation that has made you feel feelings, like especially the ones that we don't always like to to bring to work, you know, grief, anger, sadness, like all those things. Like I just, I just want to say, I see you and I am you, and um, I think that's why I want to really get this conversation going around emotional intelligence because. I see that we have so much deeper to go as leaders and as professionals to integrate not only the skills, but how we actually use them in our day-to-days leading people. You know, our jobs are people. We need to get good at this stuff. We need to understand emotional intelligence. And that starts with you and your own understanding of your emotions and how, how, you know, how are you working at improving? So, Again, definition of emotional intelligence, really all-encompassing. It highlights the fact that it has to do with your own emotions and your interpersonal relationships. It highlights empathy. It highlights, you know, fairness. Um, So it's really coming from, like, this heart-centered place of, like, how can we feel for other people? And not only that, but how are we feeling for ourselves? And are we giving ourselves the space to feel? So as I mentioned, today I'm going to talk through the five key components of emotional intelligence that this one method of emotional intelligence or this one framework um, lays out. These five components are self-awareness, empathy, motivation, self-regulation, and social skills. 
So again, a pretty wide gamut <laughs> of components here. Um, you know, we've got empathy, which is not sympathy, right? It's about being able to understand someone rather than pitying someone and validating their feelings and honestly just being there for them. To me, empathy is being also non-judgmental um, in that, you know, you're you're kind of going into either your own feelings or someone else's feelings, not immediately thinking to yourself, is this person justified in feeling this way? Um, like, I think there has to be this, this non-judgmental tone of empathy of like really seeking to understand this person and why they're feeling the way they are and knowing that like everyone's feelings are valid, including your own and not trying to judge them as good or bad and not trying to change them or immediately jump into problem solving. I know that's something that took me a really long time to learn. So I just want to repeat that because I know I just spoke really fast. It's like, how can we approach people and ourselves with empathy? Knowing that feeling, everyone's feelings are valid. We have, we have feelings. They are not good or bad. They're just feelings. They're just information. And once we can acknowledge and honor that in ourselves and within others, like just sitting with that, and getting comfortable being there for people and like seeking to understand, not necessarily to just jump in and try to solve a problem, not just trying to be optimistic. You know, there's like the toxic positivity of you're going to get through this. This is going to pass. Like, don't worry about it. It's like in that moment when you're really feeling that feeling, that's the most dismissive and like horrible thing you could say to someone. So I think that that empathy piece is really the foundation in my mind of emotional intelligence. And even if you feel like you have an easy time feeling for other people, feeling their emotions, like I still think that that non-judgment piece and building the comfort of just like being in feelings, which is certainly part of empathy, is what is really the thing that must be practiced. Um, the second component that I want to talk about, because I also think this one's foundational is self-awareness. Self-awareness is just so important to come back to And it's not just about how we're behaving and how other people are responding to us. It's actually also about how we're feeling and how our feelings are impacting our behavior and how our feelings are impacting how successful we feel, how stressed we feel. Like this is something we can actually track. Like once we get good at it is when we become more capable of actually identifying and recognizing what we're feeling when we're feeling it, we are then able to say like, how, what does this make me want to do? Right? Like what are the next steps when I'm feeling stressed? What, what do I naturally tend to do when I do that? Like for me, Sometimes I'll like overwork and try to power through it. And sometimes it puts me into analysis paralysis and I just have to, I, I just become numb because I'm so overwhelmed. 
And so the more that we know these things about ourselves, the easier it becomes to shift out of them and to shift into a new a new way of thinking or a new um, feeling. Um, okay, so the last three, we've got motivation, self-regulation, and social skills. So I'm going to start at the end. Social skills. So this one's pretty straightforward um, in that social skills are about how we, once we have an awareness of ourselves, how well that we can navigate social interactions, both, you know, this is, and this is everything. This is like our body language. This is our communication. This is our facial expressions. This is our tone of voice. Like how well are we able to, to interact with others in a way that's really supportive of their emotions that honors them as a human. And, um, like just being, I think it's just really being conscious of your emotions within these interactions, you know, like we never want to work for the person who's like a robot who doesn't have feelings and it's just all about the results, right? Like that feels bad. It doesn't feel great to talk to someone who is like incapable of feeling or has no personality or, you know, like we want, we want people to be human and authentic, and so the more that you can tap into that and come from that place within your social interactions, the higher your emotional intelligence. Self-regulation. So again, this was always the one when I was asked to, you know, self-identify and self-assess, you know, what were my strongest areas of emotional intelligence? Like self-regulation used to scare me. <laughs> self-regulation is how we learn to identify and control our emotions. And again, it's like this level of like consciousness around how we're feeling. And I think it's honestly, in its most positive form, it's really empowering to think about like, I can control my response to my feelings, you know, like I know now. So to give you a quick anecdote, like I used to be really anxious about public speaking and presenting. And that would manifest by my voice being shaky, my body would shake, <laughs> right? Like it made me very physically nervous. And one tool that I learned was when I was feeling nervous, when I was feeling the adrenaline, if I took a moment and took a deep, deep breath, you know, like, really took some time before I would speak to take a few of those breaths, right? And like I, there's different breathing exercises you can do, like the box breath or inhaling for five, exhaling, holding for six, exhaling for seven. Like there's different methods that you can try that can help you. But I found that when I could use that technique, it really helped to minimize, you know, doesn't always take it away fully. Like you still feel a little nervous, but it would really help me to feel more grounded and feel less nervous. And it would help my whole body come down from that adrenaline anxious place. 
I just want to mention that because I think that that's a key piece of self-regulation and like how empowering is it that we can, we can do these things to help ourselves feel better. Right. Like remember, I remember working in support, we would talk about going on a walk after a really difficult call, right? Like how can you be kind to yourself and give yourself the space and time to feel the feelings come down from that experience and and how much more productive and and better does that feel than getting off the phone and just ranting to everyone around you at how how rude that customer was, right? Because energy is contagious. We all feel that. Okay. And so the last component of emotional intelligence or EQ, (laughs) as you can also call it, I haven't called it that this episode yet, but I definitely use that shorthand often. Um, And that's motivation. And more specifically, you know, I think motivation can sound really confusing as part of emotional intelligence, but to me and and from what i've read it's more about this sense of intrinsic motivation meaning that you're motivated by things that go deeper than just the external recognition you know your title the money like your salary um the praise that you receive and I, and i think this one is really key to point out it tells us that the people who are able to self-regulate, the people who are able to have empathy for themselves and with others, the people who are showing up to social situations with so much heart and so much willingness to engage in conversation, to understand emotions. um, it, It tells me that like, you know, being able to do that, like a key part of this is knowing what your deeper sense of purpose is and knowing and being in tune with your own needs and goals that are really authentic to you as a human being, right? Like um, I've talked about it before on this podcast, but like I know myself and so many of my former colleagues we are all really driven, ambitious, hardworking people. And for me, I know that there came a time where, you know, you hit a point where you succeed and you master something and you are recognized for it. You grow your, your salary, you grow your skill sets, you grow your, your career and your titles, right? But there comes a point where if you do not have, if you're not in tune with like your deeper needs and your deeper um, why and like the goals that are really in tune with what's going to make you happy as a person and emotionally, you're going to hit that point where you're like, huh, I did everything I was supposed to do, but like something's missing and something's missing in such a critical way that I can't even like place it. And, but, and I know I have to, to fix this. Right. Um, And so if you're a person who is really motivated intrinsically by helping and being of service to other people, like how can you build in celebrating small wins? Like when you get that thank you email, um, things like that, like how can you build more of those habits into your day to balance out 
your drive for results because eventually if you're solely focused on those results, you're going to hit the point where you're going to feel disconnected from yourself and from your emotions, which makes it harder (laughs) to self-regulate in those moments. It makes it harder to have empathy for other people because you're just so wrapped up in doing and achieving. And so this one isn't always mentioned in emotional intelligence, but I really do think that it's so important to bring into the conversation because to me, it represents this ability to balance like your, your drive for external success with grounding yourself in your own humanity, your own needs of like, who am I as a person? What makes me feel satisfied? What does success mean to me? And ensuring that at all times you're mindful of this balance and you are using that information to empower yourself to create new habits, to create new actions, to spend some time really thinking about your values and using your values to guide your behavior just as much as you use things like, you know, I want to be a homeowner, so I'm going to pursue this career path. I want to be financially independent, so I'm going to pursue this career path so I can achieve that goal, right? Like, it's really about this balance for me, and I think it's so important to call out because I know that wasn't necessarily taught to me. I had to learn that lesson on my own by overshooting on the extrinsic things, thinking that those would actually make me happy. And and really what I learned was that I have the power to validate myself and that I I am empowered to bring bring my needs into a conversation and create a life based around my, you know, what intrinsically motivates me, what makes me feel good. And um I think that that explanation, if I had known that at 20 years old, would have completely changed the trajectory of my life. (laughs) I think it would have helped me calm the F down a lot. I think it would have helped me feel less stressed along the way because I just felt like I was always putting this pressure on myself to just do, do, do and, you know, get a, like, like, go for the promotions and just like continue to do more and more and more. And like, knowing that you can and should bring more of yourself into into your work, into your development, not just as a professional, but as a person, you know, that that would have been so freeing. And so I want to mention it here because I think that that's an extremely understated aspect of emotional intelligence that can have a really big impact on people. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. This was a little bit of a different style that I want to continue to experiment with because I really love sharing what I've learned and putting, you know, my own spin on it based on my own experiences because I feel like at this point I have gone through all the trials and tribulations of wanting to improve and better myself and and definitely moments where I've achieve that in moments where I haven't. And I just want to be real with you about about all those things and in hopes that it may help you see where you have opportunities to implement these skills and and be able to take some actionable insights from from this to try them out and try them in your own life and see what happens. So stay tuned for more episodes of The Empowered Leader and specifically for more episodes on emotional intelligence. I can't wait to go deeper and share with you 
um, you know, more about the the subject in general, as well as, you know, sharing a lot of the, the big takeaways that I've had while going through this certification about managing our emotions, especially during these times of uncertainty and stress, because I know that we're all feeling it and that uh, leaders, we, we, we need these resources to help us feel really empowered and feel like we have tools that we can employ during these really tough times. Um, so with that, again, just very grateful for your support and for listening. Um, thinking about you, I know this has been a really tough week uh, for me. I'm just going to be flat out honest. Like, just emotionally, it's been hard to <laughs> to regulate, quite honestly. There's just been so much um, senseless violence and death. And I'm... I'm just thinking about all of the folks who've been impacted by it. Um, Black Lives Matter, we need to recreate our whole system. <laughs> and that's just how I've been feeling. So I just want to share that and get that out there. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and be back next week with more. <laughs>